Hi everybody, welcome back to Pagan Switchy Corner. My name is Pagan and I am so happy to be back with you this week and I'm really excited because I have a guest who I have loved their work from the first moment I saw them at the Witches Sabbath conference. I want to say it was 2021. Uh, I honestly don't remember because it was the pandemic and all the years have blurred together, but I'm pretty sure it was 2021. And that is Naja Lightfoot. Naja, welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here. Oh, thank you, Pagan. Thank you so much for inviting me and having me on your show. I'm super excited to talk to you. And I, I also want to tell you just straight away, thank you so much for the lovely review you gave of my book, Powerful Juju, on your site yesterday. Uh, that was really, really sweet. And I was very touched by it. So yeah, it's you and I've been trying to get together for a while. And mm -hmm. I'm really happy to talk <laughs> to you. And and. Thank you to all your listeners, too, for, uh, you know, listening to our conversation today. Well, you know, I have to say from the first time I heard your talk at the Witches Sabbath with Devin Hunter and Matt Oren and Storm Firewolf and all of the other amazing individuals that put on that wonderful virtual conference for everybody. And you talked about um, working with Tichaba of all people. Yes. And I was like... Mm -hmm. I've never thought of her as, you know, a spiritual being that we could reach out to for, you know, working with. And I was just enamored. And of course, I was like, this is so cool. I have to go buy her book. And I bought your first book, which was uh, Good Juju. Also fantastic book, everybody. Uh, just buy all the books. You know the drug. <laughs> the links are going to be in the description. Just buy all the books. I promise you, you're not going to regret it. Uh, I digress. But Good Juju was so amazingly good and i remember when i was reading it because i also bought it on audible because sometimes with my adhd brain it's a lot easier for me to listen while i read than you know i have don't have to read the page 25 times to comprehend what i'm trying to read and the person that was reading the book on audible and then actually sitting there going page by page through your book was so comfortable it was like literally sitting down with an old friend and just talking about all the practices and all the things. And I was like, this is an incredible experience. And I was just in love with your work from day one at that point. And then when oh. I saw your next book come out, I was like, oh, my God. Um, Marcus, can I have a coffee, please? I, I <laughs> want that coffee. I want to talk to Nasha. Or, oh. So I'm like, yes, I, I absolutely am in love with your books. And Powerful Juju oh. was so good. So oh. good. Oh, thank you. I read it in a day. That's that's how good oh, it was. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I am so touched that you have found it meaningful. That's, you know, that's my mission just to be able to write things that are meaningful to magical spiritual people. So I can't thank you enough for that compliment. That makes me feel really good. And you know, the cool thing about your newest book, Powerful Juju, is that you set it to a soundtrack <laughs> yeah and i'm just like I, it, I was like okay so all these are going to be about a playlist i like music and I, I, my music is spiritual to me and then i'm sitting there reading it and about i think i was two or three chapters in and i finally went and looked at the playlist on youtube and i was sitting there with it on loop while i was reading because it made the book so much better to actually listen to what you were inspired by at the same time 
So oh, that that's was so, so cool. cool. You did that. That's great. Thank you. I'm so happy about that, that you actually listened to the playlist and read the words at the same time. That was my intention. Oh, that's so cool. It was so, so cool. And you, the one thing I was also super excited about with the book, and I, I'm going to let you talk more about this as well, too, but the fact that some of the beings that you have mentioned that are good to work with and ask for assistance from are not traditional gods and goddesses yes and they were human ones they were people who lived on this earth and had such intense struggles on yes. this earth um the one that brought me to tears was frida's story um oh. and her story like because i have ms and so i understand oh. being in chronic pain and all this and her fight of being in pain and yes. just the way that you wrote her story in there and talked about it was just so intense that i'm just like i'm not gonna cry i'm not gonna cry i'm crying it's fine it's fine it's cool but it was such an amazing experience because not very many witchcraft books bring me to tears most of the time i'm like okay this is a really interesting thing i like this take on it and i like this and i like that and i'll take what i need from it and you know apply it to my practice or you know just appreciate the book as is but not very many can move me to actual physical emotions oh so the fact that it did and her story was so powerful which is really interesting because growing up in new mexico like we were talking before we started recording i knew all about diego rivera's work oh yes that's right so i knew all about it because so many artists in taos especially were influenced by his work so you oh, had yes. this we love taos yes, yes. We had so many different artists that were influenced by it. And I want to say that there, and I could be wrong about this. So anybody who's listening, if you want to comment and tell me, it's been a minute. I haven't been to New Mexico in like a decade. So I don't quite remember, but I'm pretty sure there is a mural in Taos. I know there's one in the old courthouse um, that was inspired by his style. But I want to say that there was one that was just across from the plaza that was supposed to be a likeness of him doing artwork. And mm. so I don't know if it actually is him, but I want to say that it is. And I just don't remember, but I do remember growing up and hearing a lot about his work. And especially with all of my art classes growing up, everybody talked about him because everybody knew him and that yeah. was part of it. So it was really interesting to hear his wife's story, which I had no <laughs> idea about, which was really, really interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. So you learned about Frida's life story through my book. Yes. Uh, oh. It was so, so interesting. Uh, but yeah, let's talk a little bit about why you chose some of these impactful human beings to be, I don't want to say icons of worship, but uh, almost like patron saints, I think would probably be an appropriate term to call them. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about that. Why did you choose them? You know, what was your inspiration for them? Do you have others that weren't mentioned? Those kinds of things. Well, when I wrote Good Juju, and thank you again for uh, your appreciation of it and and that it was meaningful to you, that was like, you know, a beginner's or maybe even seasoned practitioners, if you need a little bit of like enthusiasm and and trying to like go into the magic in ways that are comfortable and and easy, or maybe just kind of pique your interest into doing magical spiritual work in a way that 
you know, isn't so intense and, you know, just is a real, like a nice opener for people or a nice refresher Mm -hmm. to people. If you've been, you know, in the craft or, you know, been a practitioner of magical rites and rituals for a long time. And while I was writing it, I was also like, I would love to write a piece, you know, a book that helped people go deeper because, you know, life has its, you know, myriad of struggles. Not every day is joyful. And then there was so much going on in the world. And and when I wrote Good Juju, a lot of my readers, uh, they were so kind, like they wanted to like touch with me more deeply. Mm-hmm. So when I was sitting down to think about the second book that I would write, I was trying to come up with a way that people could really touch with me deeply because I always tell people, what I write is authentic. This is my own practice. You know, uh, this is what works for me and, and what I write, I do. And so I've always been a, you know, had a great love for music and all of the, you know, divine feminine women icons that I chose for my book, they all had powerful meaning for me. Mm -hmm. And they were people that I turned to for inspiration when, you know, life, was struggling. And uh, I felt that they needed to be recognized and that people might get a lot out of it, you know, and I, I, you know, I did say in my book now, some of them probably would never say, oh, you know, use the word goddess to describe themselves. But to me, because of their brilliance and their influence and their impactfulness into humanity, what they gave when they, you know, were on the earth plane, especially if they were human, uh, mythological, you know, goddesses, they have their own track. But I also wanted to touch on, you know, women who had walked the earth plane and had struggled deeply, but had made, you know, sincere contributions Mm -hmm. that I found helpful and uplifting. And that's how I ended up with the 12 that I chose. I think that is an absolutely powering kind of thing to think about and I guess you could go into that whole um you know conversation of you know what makes a goddess and you know how do we decide and all that because you know even looking at some of the traditional goddesses there's lore kind of linking them to at one point in time being human mm-hmm. so it, it's very much one of those things of perhaps these women and you know there's there might be males out there too but uh, you know in speaking in terms of your book the divine feminine women that you mentioned those were women that they really could be considered goddesses due to their struggles and reaching out to them and honestly i don't know what happens beyond the spiritual plane once we die (laughs) who knows maybe we get to check a box that says i don't want to go back and be human i want to be a goddess let me do that job instead i will help people from beyond I don't know. I, I have not been on the other side as of yet from my knowledge, so I don't know what happens. But I right. do know that I think that it's really inspiring to find really what works. And that also kind of writes a new page in Modern Witchcraft, which I thought was really inspiring with your book as well, because, you know, with the music and everything else that you inspired in your book, which was so cool, uh, that you are writing a new page in modern witchcraft and what that's going to look like for the people of tomorrow. Oh, thank you. Because even though, yes, we should appreciate the gods of old. What about some of the gods of new that do deserve a place in the pantheons? 
Exactly. How do we, you know, bridge the old and the new? And, you know, especially through the music, I think, you mm -hmm. know, the music is just, you know, how, you know, music is transcendent, yes. you know, and so to like, pair that with ritual in a way and the songs that I chose or you know I've been you know on this path for a long time they're not what I would call traditional you know music <laughs> <laughs> when you go to some events or things like that you know and I've always kind of be like can we get some R&B up in here or something? <laughs> no. Um, okay, that sounds really good, but I can't really groove to that song. But okay, I'll, I'll get out there and twirl around. You know, I mean, that's cool. I like that. But there's a lot, you know, there's a lot. Yes. That, um, and I thought it was so fun. And it was, you know, pretty interesting to, you know, take all of that those songs and then pair them with magic and rites and ritual. And, you know, I, I do like to toot my own horn a little bit here and say, I'm very grateful and very happy that, you know, this is all my own original content outside of, you know, the songs, of mm -hmm. course, I didn't write that or anything. Um, and then, you know, the ritual um, for casting a circle, you know, that's not mine, but um you know, that belongs through the Doreen Valiente work, but, but still, you know, everything else, you know, <laughs> I thought it was really neat. And I want to say, I think it's the, I think it was the section on Doreen, Doreen Valiente. Um, the song you had uh, paired with her was an Adele song, right? Yes. 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 So it was very interesting when I was writing a review, I was like, okay, I'm going to put the Adele song on because I'm very familiar with it and I'm going to write that to it, which I, I got about halfway through the review and I was like, this is the wrong Adele song. And so I changed it to uh, Set Fire to the Rain. And like the review was done in like, I don't know, 10 minutes. <laughs> it was just out of me so fast. And you're inspired to go find your own <laughs> tune. That's great. Your own Adele song that worked for you. Oh, that's fantastic. But the funny thing was, while I was listening to it, which I don't work with Persephone, but I have a friend who does. And I sent the song to her and I said, hey, I know you work with Persephone, but I think this is Persephone's song. And she was like, I never thought about this, but I think you might be right. I think you're on to something. Because there's so much power behind that song. And if you, you know, you know, the Laura Persephone, she has a lot of that dark kind of power, but she's also that kind of, you know, light and happy goddess at the same time. And it's like, what would happen if you were separated from the person that you cared about? And it's like, right. and you were set in the fire to the rain. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, queen. Yes, I love it. I was so inspired by it, but oh, I thought it was so that's, cool. <laughs> that's great. That's really great. Yeah. Yeah, it's great to, uh, you know, we have to keep uh, our craft and our traditions. We have to keep moving forward with them, you know, and uh, it's it's wonderful to take you know, things that are traditional and, and that have stood the test of time for reasons, but to also take those and morph them into things that work for us too, you know, and that's what makes it a living craft, a living tradition. A spirituality isn't stagnant, you know, it's a magical living, breathing practice and it becomes most powerful when you put yourself into it and find what works for you and how to bridge all those things and and go into places in your mind and 
in your memories or, you know, in your future thoughts and, and keep going with your practice. That's really what I try to do. And that's really what I was trying to do when I wrote Powerful Juju was like, show people that, you know, you can take your problems and you can go into magic in a way that can be helpful for you. And, and the work does stand the test of time mm -hmm. and also move forward. And, and just like you did open your mind to a whole new song. <laughs> and now all of a sudden you're thinking about Persephone and the underworld. And, oh, I mean, whatever works, right? And it's so interesting works. how, yeah. and music is one of those things that's so transcending. And, um, when I write, I have to have music. I have to, because otherwise my brain yes. just gets way too busy. And so having music, some days it has to be like classical music, depending on Me how busy too. my brain is. Yes. I, I listen to classical music all the time. And other days I'm like, it has to be a specific type of music for whatever it is that I'm writing. And I, I've, I'm working on a fiction book. I have written fiction oh, books in the past. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, but the fiction book that I'm currently working on is a fantasy one. And I think the playlist for it has like a thousand songs on it because it's an entire book series. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's fantastic. So it, it's one of those things where I'm like every like couple of pages has its own song. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the score. It's the score to your novel. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love that. It's so good. Yeah. So I do want to change gears just a smidge. Mm -hmm. And that's, I want to talk about something that you see it all over social media, especially TikTok. And a lot of people will talk about the fact that the different aspects of whether it's okay or not okay to practice. And please, because I'm not a practitioner of it, so please tell me if I'm pronouncing this correctly. Vodou? Vodou. Vodou. Okay. Um, I am not a practitioner of that. I That's not something that is my cup of tea, which is just fine. But I would like to talk a little bit about that and kind of what it would take for somebody to practice it and practice it, I guess, culturally appropriately, if that's the appropriate way to say that. Because I think that it gets mixed up a lot with, you know, the internet. And so I think if we, because you do talk about it in your book, and I would like you to go ahead and talk a little bit about that as well here on the show, just so that way there's clarification out there, especially for listeners who may be interested in that practice, but don't know where the line sits. Right. Sure. Well, you know, I will talk, talk about it in terms of my own experience mm -hmm. and how I came into voodoo. So as a practicing witch, you know, a seeker, I'm always looking and learning for new things. And personally, you know, I'm looking for icons, women of color, yes. which was also very important to me when I wrote my book, who were magical people. And through, you know, going seeking, doing different practices, learning different types of magic, I was drawn to Marie Laveau. So, you know, and the same thing with Titipa because they were women of color and they were magical, powerful women who, you know, had their own practices. And that was very important to me because honestly, you know, a lot of the things living here in the West, we come from Western tradition. We mm -hmm. come from European traditions. So that's, you know, how I started learning, which is great to me. You know, I was fine. And so in terms of I just found myself drawing closer and closer 
uh, to Marie Laveau. And then I ended up spending a lot of time in New Orleans. You know, I don't live in New Orleans, but taking lots of trips down there. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was talking about in the book. Like, you know, if you work with the divine Marie Laveau or Maman Brigitte, like I had in the book, that doesn't make you an initiate of voodoo. Mm-hmm. And I kind of liken it to, I like to tell people, like, just look at it the same way as if, you know, we're talking about organized religion and you decided that you wanted to become, you know, a baptized Roman Catholic. You would have to go to school. <laughs> I mean, or, <laughs> you know, you'd have, or you want to become, you know, a practicing Buddhist. I mean, you'd have mm-hmm. to study, you know, and and take training. I mean, I have deep respect for people who decide that, you know, they actually want to initiate and become, you know, part of this structure. So what I always say is, yeah, you can, I wrote it, you know, I'm giving people these ways to like touch with um, the Loa deities from voodoo, but that doesn't make you an initiate of it. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, if you were going to get baptized, you have to find a a mambo, you know, or a ugan who runs a house or a temple and and study and and find your way if that's what you want to become and so it's just if you want to go down the path of initiation and that's also in the craft there are still traditions that you do need to be initiated into if that's what you want to do yes you know but you got to take it one step at a time and it and it took me a very long time before I was even that was even something I was even considering so it's not something that you know I just say, oh, yeah, one day I decide that this is what I want to do. <laughs> you didn't you wake know? up the next day and be like, this is what I'm going to do today. Yeah, yeah, I mean, become initiated. Okay. You know, and people, you know, I'm not on TikTok. I, you know, I have enough social media platforms to keep up with. But, you know, I, <laughs> you know, I, but, you know, I see that through other places. But, you know, initiation is powerful. And these are things that change your life and it's a dedication. And I feel that people are always seeking and looking for places to expand their spirituality. So if that's what you decide you want to do, then you have to go down those real paths to figure it out. It's just, you know, it's something you really have to be serious about and decide that that's what you want to do. And if that's what you really want to do, then you'll put the effort and the work and spirit will come and aid you in those paths to take you to those levels to, to find your way into those uh, practices. I think that is beautifully said and it is very true. And I think I would say that that also applies to a lot of other aspects of witchcraft as well, that if you want to go down a specific path, whether it be, the path of voodoo or if it is the path of norse paganism or the path of celtic paganism or a british traditional wicca whatever you choose to go whatever path you want to go down it does require a degree of study and commitment and learning and understanding and all those things so i think you know that is also beautifully said about going that route and going the respectful way to do it and i think that that should be said about all the paths you should go in in a respectful way whereas some paths are much more open and much easier and accepting similar to like norse paganism um you know that's a really good way to remember figure out your path practice your way but also do it respectfully exactly also do and and acknowledge the people who have gone before you and yes and what they did so that you can have this 
you know, weigh this conversation or be invited in. It's, you know, the path of the witch, I believe it was Sybil Leak's birthday yesterday, you know, in Diary of the Witch, she said it can be lonely, it can be frustrating, it can be scary. And when you get really serious about it, just like, you know, when I talk about going to the crossroads and and go by yourself, you know, okay, <laughs> well... <laughs> Yeah, you can talk all this stuff, but uh, did you go? Did you get out there at midnight? Did you show up at the fire circle, you know, or what? <laughs> or this is just all arm, armchair conversation that we're having here. So, okay, talk. Let's let's talk when you've actually sit out there at night by yourself. Okay. <laughs> yeah, going. I mean, even I have done some graveyard work in the past and all that, and it was not even to honor anybody like that it was to work with hell specifically um the goddess hell and oh, okay. so to work with her i went into a graveyard and i sat there because i wanted to be amongst the dead and mm -hmm. to understand that aspect of her and i did that during the daytime and it was still a little unnerving mm -hmm. because you're in a place that is much closer to the side of humanity that nobody really likes to we talk about it but we don't like to talk about it and that's the aspect of death and dying and right. so it was one of those things of sitting there even during the daytime it was just it was a very unnerving but it wasn't unnerving enough to be like i should get up and leave it was enough to be like i'm not really comfortable with my own mortality kind of thing right. and that was one of those moments of sitting there I don't know if I could have done that at midnight. I'm, I I may have been a little bit chicken. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, this work, you know, it does cause you to face things in yourself, you know. So, you know, um, you know, you will have to face things in yourself. And that's how you grow. And that's how you know if that's where you really want to go down or you don't really want to go down, you know, and, and that's, that's part of growth. That's part of spirituality. That's part of growing as a person, as a practitioner, as a witch, you know, you will, you will find out. You will find out the truth. You will find out the hard stuff. And sometimes you'll find it out the hard way. <laughs> Exactly. exactly sometimes your deities will drop this whole bomb in your lap and you're like well i wasn't expecting that when i asked for this and they're like exactly. but you have to work through this to get to that yeah congratulations and, uh, exactly pagan i find that true myself more times often than not but no i was gonna do this well no no you're not um, no you're gonna do it this way but 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 I think it's yeah. so funny when that happens with some deities and spirits that are like, right. hey, you know, you're really wanting to do that road. Are you sure? Are you right. sure you exactly. want to do this? Exactly. Okay, you asked for it, but okay. you have to go down that road, the creepy one, to get there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We're not we're not just gonna make it easy for you. You know, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna remember you know that this is how you got down this road and and the turns and pitfalls that you were in and when you got up and the road was good and that, that felt good that didn't you know but that's a practice that is you know that mm -hmm. that's what a practice is uh, that's how you learn and grow and gain confidence and and you always have to use your discernment you know that to see like does that feel right to me true to me and sometimes you don't even know that until you start the practice or yeah. the magic or 
you know, wherever you're trying to go. You won't know until you get there. But that doesn't mean it was, you know, not good or bad. It just means that, okay, I've done that. I have discernment now and I'm going to try this. Maybe that didn't work out, but at least you did it, you know, and it's in yes. your tool, tool bag. It is a learning experience all the way. And it's something that's so interesting when it comes to all the different forms of witchcraft and all the different pieces that we all kind of oh, eclectically yeah. take from all the different practices for our own. And exactly. I mean, you're talking about Norse paganism. I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't really know anything about Norse paganism. And that's okay. I that's you know, okay. I don't, you know, I don't barely understand. I think you can tell me the Ogum alphabet or runic <laughs> stuff. I'm like, ah. I've had, I have a book on, I, I look at it, I read it, go, I'm just not connected to it, you know, and, and that's okay. That is okay. That's exactly okay. Not my thing. And that's the thing, though, even if you come across something, for those who are listening to us as we're talking about this, if you come across something that you're just like, that doesn't jive with me, I cannot tell you how many books I have read where I'm like, it was a good book, but I got nothing out of it. And there's That's nothing okay. wrong with that. That there's means somebody else out there all. will, but I didn't personally because it didn't apply to my practice. Right. That's that's fine. Yes, exactly. So in terms of talking about your books, Good Juju and Powerful Juju, is there any more books that are on the horizon in the Juju series? <laughs> well, I'm I'm still waiting to be inspired. So. That's, that's a perfectly fair answer. <laughs> you know, I, I sit and I go, you know, to write and publish a book, as you know, takes a very long time. Oh, gosh, yes. And oh, man, and you got to be committed. So, you know, I have to find I'm still waiting for that muse to come and, and say, OK, Naja, this is we need you to commit, you know, the next two to three years of your life to this topic <laughs> and subject. <laughs> so far. That has not happened. I mean, you know, so we'll we'll see. I keep going around with different projects in my mind and I'm just like, eh, no. <laughs> well, you know, and that's the thing that I consider, at least from a fiction perspective, because I've never written a nonfiction book. I have a couple of nonfiction ideas, no. but I've uh -huh. never put them pen to paper yet, other than writing down the generalized idea. Um, but in a fiction perspective, I consider all of the fictional ideas one of those things of it has potential kind of like an egg that's waiting to be hatched. Yes. It could hatch and grow into a beautiful thing or it could never hatch and never see the light of day. And exactly. I have a couple of books that I started that will never see the light of day. And some of those are due to the change of the world climate. And the way yeah. that the world itself has changed politically, socially, economically, all these things. And I just know that those ideas would never function well in today's society. Not that they were bad or anything like that. They just would not be well received because of the way the world has changed. So that being said, those will never see the light of day ever. <laughs> they get shelved in a box someplace right. that never gets seen ever again. And they well, will probably just, be there forever. You sound like a true writer. <laughs> lots of manuscripts and boxes. Like, ah, by the time I got to the end of that, we're like, eh. <laughs> 
you know oh no. and then oh, others geez. like you were saying yes take years and years take, yes, and they years they yes. do. you gotta they have to have you know that breath of where you can really you know sit down and and now we're really talking you know as writers but you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you know you gotta be able to the, get you know past 50k do you want is this what you really want to write about you know and and go in depth with it and I love writing. I mean, that's, you know, I'm a writer at heart. I, I may not be, you know, working on a book right now, but I always journal. I did talk mm-hmm. about journaling in my book. So I pretty much, you know, write almost every day in my journal, but I I'm waiting, you know, to figure out what that next, you know, thing will be with the Juju series. I just, I'm just not there yet. And I, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good. I'm having um, a good time with like, kind of just being curious, like, what is going to manifest next? I think I that's know. exciting. That's always an exciting time to figure out what, what you're going to do next and all that. And I'm excited for whatever comes next, whether it's part of the Juju series or <laughs> if it's something completely entirely different. I'm excited for it because I love your work. So oh, thank you, Pagan. <laughs> do you have classes or anything that people can kind of get in touch with you if you teach something that they can learn from? Uh, do you have anything like that for the public out there? Well, I am. I'm excited. I'm going to be teaching at the Between the World Sacred Spaces Conference in Baltimore. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, yeah, that's going to be April 6th through the 9th. And that conference has as an in-person conference has been on hold for like two or three years, I think now because Mm -hmm. of COVID. So I'm super excited to travel to Baltimore and, and be, uh, you know, teaching at this conference. I was asked to present there. So that's coming up in April. So I'm working on that and doing that. And so I'm very, very excited to do that. And I'm going to be able to teach some different things, a few things um, that tie into powerful juju and then, um, another class that I've never really taught before. So I'm excited about that. So, uh, for the conference, I'm teaching three workshops, I believe one's going to be dealing with music, like playlists from the powerful juju book, mm-hmm. and then a write for Tituba, you know, that I wrote about in the book. So I'm super excited to do that. And then I'm also teaching a class on doll magic. So, oh. <laughs> I want to say, I don't remember if it was, I want to say it was Witch's Sabbath, the first one that I attended, that you you talked about doll magic and um, the the doll that you made of Tichiba, if I remember correctly. Yes, I love I ha- I love dolls. <laughs> so, um, so that was a really know, fun thing. I'm very excited to teach about my dolls and uh, <laughs> the ones that it. are special for me and if you go out on the you know conference website you know I think it's up there now you know the classes I'm teaching but it's definitely going to be a class where you either like dolls or they're just not your thing (laughs) (laughs) which I understand so I'm very excited to explore that you know and see you know who knows maybe that's where I go next but yes I'm excited about all those classes and the doll doll class and and they're excited too (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I am excited for you, you to teach those classes, especially in person, because you know with COVID, it's very, it's been yes, very hard. Um, it has. And it's been very hard to do the witchy kind of connections. Don't yes. get me wrong, the, the virtual ones have been fantastic, especially for people like me who have a harder time traveling. Right, um, right. But at the same time, those in-person ones, you get. I, I would say you get a lot more out of them because you're able to connect in the physical as well as mm -hmm. in the spiritual. So I think that that's really exciting that you're able to do that again. And so for those who are listening, if you're in the Baltimore area and you would like to attend this, um, make sure you go and check that out. Um, Naja, or Naja, I'm sorry. Uh, if you would like to, if you want to send me the link to that uh, conference, I will include it in the show notes so people oh, can purchase yes, tickets if they want to. Oh, thank you. And I'm um, I'm pretty much living on Instagram these days. So uh, Instagram's become my happy place. <laughs> so, you know, in terms of social media, you can always find me out there. I love it. Well, everybody, go pick up a copy of Good Juju and Powerful Juju. You will love both these books. They are such comfortable and wonderful reads and offer so much beautiful insight into different aspects of practice that you may not have normally thought of. So definitely go check them out. There's also a review on hearthnc.com, my blog, to Powerful Juju that was posted yesterday. There will be a link in the show description that you can go check that out and check out all the other reviews that I've written. And Naja, thank you so much for being here. This was so thank amazing. You. And thank you're you. welcome to come back anytime you'd like just oh, to chat about so whatever. Much. I would love that. I would love that. Thank you, Pagan. And thank you again to all your listeners. This has been a wonderful experience. So thank you guys so much. All right, everybody. Well, y'all take care of yourselves and I'll see y'all next week. Bye, everyone. <laughs>